The ongoing pandemic has affected lives in many ways. I believe it will take a lot of time before we have a full idea of just how much has been affected and just how much we need to change as time progresses. The tech industry is one of the most affected this year. Companies with big events or uh, planned events have all had to cancel their events or postpone them and we don't know for how long some events will be postponed for, but smart companies have decided to do their events online. It's just where we are in life right now. So hi guys, welcome to another episode of Techie Shirts. I know it has taken forever, I know it has been over four months, but this was just a project where I'm trying to learn how to do this and trying to understand if it works, trying to see what stories could be told over here. And it may take a while before everything uh, starts out and becomes frequent or regular, or it may never happen, but what I'm doing is just trying to see if this works. If you have ideas on how I could better this, if you have uh, thoughts on things that I could do that you would want to listen to, share them if you can reach me on Techish Kenya on all platforms. And let's try and build something here. If it works, it works. I'm glad I've learned a lot from the time I've been uh, sort of silent because I've moved from host. Uh, I was hosting at SoundCloud, now I've moved to Anchor, which is free. I didn't know that. And there's a lot to be learned, and I hope to learn that, and you can help me if you have any ideas. Please tell me. Welcome to the episode. Uh, today we're talking about Huawei's new phones, the B40 series. So we are all aware of the Huawei ban by America uh, enforced sometime last year. It's yet to come into full force because America keeps postponing it, but Things like Android and things like smartphone launches for Huawei have been affected. They can't use Google uh, software on their Android phones. So Huawei has decided to just go ahead and try and build an own ecosystem of their own. And that's where we are right now. Uh, we are expecting more phones to come uh, to different markets and that they will all be running. Huawei mobile services instead of Google mobile services. And Huawei is pretty uh, confident that creating good hardware could lure people into the new ecosystem. So I titled my piece Huawei's B40's Pro Incredible Hardware is out to lure you to a new ecosystem without Google Apps. Are you ready for a new ecosystem without Google Apps? Huawei is clearly ready to push its own ecosystem and to tread this new path without Google. It has been a long time since the trade, by, uh, the trade ban by America came into play, and since there seems to be no signs that things could go back to how they were before, Huawei does not want to kill its business waiting for a future that's unsure. Recently, we saw that Google uh, is said to have uh, gone and applied for a trade license with the American government, uh, but we don't know for sure how long that will take. We don't know if the American government will allow Google to trade with uh, Huawei again, so currently the only option for Huawei is to either build a OS, an OS from the ground up, which is said to be happening with Harmony OS and uh, other said OSs, or to use open source Android code without relying on or, or without additional Google mobile services and build an own ecosystem of and build an ecosystem of their own 
still on Android but without GMS, Google Mobile Services. You remember that uh, the Android project is an open source project, meaning the original Android code is freely available to everyone and can be redistributed or remodified by whomever wants to do so. The project is overseen by the Open Handset Alliance, which is a Google-led coalition of software companies, handset manufacturers, wireless carriers and semiconductor companies. There's a total of over 80 companies that are part of the Open Handset Alliance and Huawei Technologies has been a member of the Alliance since December 2008. Last year after the announcement of the ban, a lot of companies announced that they were cutting ties with Huawei. Most of the t these ties have been uh, re re rearranged, sort of. So some companies have already announced they are back to working with Huawei, but others like Google and other companies are yet to come back to a board where they work with Huawei. So Huawei being Huawei and being a company that needs to keep running and being a company that needs to keep making phones and drawing a profit or doing whatever it has been doing over the years has had to find a way of surviving. We've seen them uh, relaunch models, uh, different models of phones and rename them for different markets. Uh, we've seen them plan to pre-install apps on certain devices. We've seen them find ways and uh, uh, very funny ways to go around the ban but time is running up and they need to make new phones and they need to push new uh, software and they need to become a company that can run on its own the way it has always run so option b where huawei could use their android source open source code and build their own ecosystem is what they're going with currently so we better be ready for an influx of huawei mobile services devices for example, in Kenya, in the coming few days, Huawei is set to launch a new device that won't be using GMS and it will be a budget phone. The company, I believe, knows that this is not easy. So to lure us into this new ecosystem, they have to go all in, in on design and on hardware. They have to have the best specs so that people can consider them. And these specs have to be priced in a price range that's affordable to very many people. I believe as a method of getting us to talk about these devices, Huawei has decided to go all in with the hardware of their flagships. So they have announced three new devices, the Huawei P40, the Huawei P40 Pro, and the Huawei P40 Pro Plus. They all look really, really, really good, and each of them could stand as a very competitive flagship on their own. Essentially, the company I'm trying to say here is pushing three new flagship phones. And honestly, personally, I want all of them. I do not care about Google so much right now, given how this device looks. Google can sort it out itself out as time goes by. Over the past year, Huawei has pushed really incredible hardware. We've seen incredible hardware on the P20 series, on the P30 series, on the Mate 20 series, and on last year's Mate 30 series. It's a shame last year's Mate 30 series didn't go on sale across the world because Huawei was still deciding on whether it's uh, easy to push a device without Google mobile services, but I think they've come to a conclusion that with App Gallery and with other hacks, uh, a phone could still work, and that's why they're ready to push the new P40 series. 
Each year you will see that Huawei has announced something big with each of their launches. Something that was not yet on smartphones. Last year we saw a very big sensor. Uh, we saw a, a new chipset design and all that. This year my favorite feature of the new P40 series is wireless fast charging. I believe Huawei is showing us that the future of charging is wireless. There's been talk all over that we could soon see phones launch without any ports, without USB ports, without uh, USB Type-C ports and all that. Vivo has already given us a glimpse of this future with its concept phones. Huawei, however, is showing us that this imagined future is now possible with the new 40W fast wireless charging. Yes, 40W fast wireless charging. What a world we live in currently. For comparison, your current phone either the one you're listening to this with or a phone you currently own must have come with a 10 watt or an 18 watt charger if it came with an 18 watt charger that's what companies have been used to calling fast charging now imagine 40 watt wireless charging think about it this way your wireless charger currently ranges between 5 watt and 10 watt charging a fast wireless charger could be 10 watt so imagine how much more a 40 wireless charger could be given that your 18 watt wired connection is what has been called fast charging over the years so tell me exactly if you're thinking what i'm thinking why exactly will you need a cable if you have a device that can fast charge at 40 watt when most phones fast charge with a cable at 18 watt the new devices from huawei are powered by their own kirin 990 5g chipset Huawei says this is the world's first flagship SoC 5G SoC powered with a 7 nanometer plus extreme ultraviolet lithography process. The company says the new SoC features unparalleled image processing capabilities and that's a big claim and I can't wait to see uh, what reviewers think about the new devices. The biggest features about Huawei's new phones are the cameras. Of course, Huawei has had a record of pushing really big sensors and bringing in very new sometimes very dramatic features to the cameras of course these are features that will be copied uh, these are features that you'll see uh, trickle down to other smartphones as time progresses these are features that probably apple will do later on and call it their own or call it an innovation and all that Huawei uh, brought in a uh, a lot of things that we currently witness from the design at the back of the phone from from uh, certain features on the camera app and this time uh, you could think if you look at the specs that they're not playing a numbers game but if Samsung hadn't launched a 108 megapixel camera uh, Huawei's numbers will look quite big so with the three phones uh, the normal P40 packs a triple camera at the back uh, it consists of a 50 megapixel ultra vision camera which is the main camera uh, it is also helped with a 16 megapixel ultra wide angle camera and the third lens is an 8 megapixel telephoto lens the telephoto lens uh, has optical image stabilization from that you jump to the p40 pro which has a 50 megapixel ultra vision camera the same main camera instead of the 16 megapixel ultra wide on the normal p40 the p40 pro uh, packs a 40 megapixel ultra wide angle camera so jumping from 16 to 40 uh, but the difference uh, now is that the 40 megapixel uh, ultra wide camera is the dedicated cine camera 
always calling it a cinematic cinematographic camera and it has been sort of made for making videos it also included on the p40 pro is a 12 megapixel super sensing telephoto camera so this is a zoom camera to help with uh portrait mode and to help with zooming into stuff and all that and to also help with portrait mode and all that there's a 3d depth sensing camera pretty good from the p40 pro you jump to the p40 pro plus which i think could be named better uh, it even makes things crazy in the camera department remember all these cameras are ultra vision leica cameras so huawei has partnered with the king of making lenses and i can expect very good photos from these devices should they be available locally the p40 pro still has the 50 megapixel ultra vision camera and still has the 40 megapixel cine camera that's the ultra wide uh, but instead of the 12 megapixel super sensing telephoto camera uh, it has an 8 megapixel telephoto camera plus another 8 megapixel super zoom camera that can do up to 10 times optical zoom then there's also the 3d depth sensing camera on the front Huawei has called the camera system the most powerful and intelligent camera system on a phone yet the new devices feature what Huawei uh, is uh, has sort of included as a big notch on the front so at the front you'll have the 32 megapixel uh, selfie camera an ir gesture camera an ambient proximity sensor all added to the notch at the front it looks like the notch on the galaxy s10 series from last year just a little uh, wider i guess and on the left rather than on the right remember all the phones in this p40 series pack the same 32 megapixel front camera so which one should i choose if i were to choose between all these or which one rather should you choose i think whichever device one picks based on the price or their preference will be a good device like i said all these new devices are flagship on their own capacities they're all good phones they're all they're all competitive they're all worth being flagships actually if that makes sense the chipset plus the main cameras are the same across all the devices so you won't be losing out really on much if you had to pick either the only major differences exist between the p40 and the p40 pro because the p40 pro plus only adds an extra uh, an extra 10 times zoom lens so the major differences exist with between the normal p40 and the p40 pro so the differences are in design uh, where the p40 pro has the, those ultra curves and old ultra futuristic look and the p40 normal has a relatively flat design the p40 pro features a huge 4200 milliamp battery instead of the 38 milliamp uh, battery on the normal p40 also the p40 the normal p40 has a slower charging slower fast charging at 25 watt which is still really good only the p40 pro and the p40 pro plus gets the 40 watt fast charging so yeah like we've already discussed at the beginning the new fonts don't come with google uh, because of the situation with google so how will you be handling the phone how will you be using the phone well, I guess 
always betting on the new uh, or the, rather their existing app so it's called the app gallery it has been there on very many Huawei phones for a while so with the absence of Google Play Store the way to get apps on all upcoming Huawei devices will be using app gallery also Huawei has talked about using third-party Android app stores like Aptoid and others uh, we don't know if these apps come pre-installed or Huawei will just have bookmarks on the browser to direct you I don't know you'll see that but Huawei is also said to have spent millions of dollars on getting developers to their platform and with recent talks with Xiaomi and Oppo to build their own app store app gallery could soon have a myriad of apps that you can get from the play store so the fear that you might miss out on apps is not there the only exception of course will be Google apps perhaps not being on app gallery for Google apps and Google related or Google dependent services I guess the only option for everyone who needs that will be to get them from the phone browser because most apps will still work on the phone's browser. I think this could be the main thing, the lack of Google apps that holds people from Huawei devices. But the good hardware could, I believe, attract more people onto trying out Google. Rather, I, the good hardware could be the main thing that attracts people to Huawei's new devices. And I believe Huawei knows that and that's why they are really pushing incredible hardware. Hopefully, uh, people uh, find ways to use Google services because we are so reliant and dependent on Google services. Or rather, hopefully, the situation with Huawei between Huawei and Google gets solved so that we can continue to rely or to enjoy good hardware. I see people slowly finding ways around using their HMS fonts and I see more people getting into Huawei's ecosystem. Personally, I'm not sure if I'm ready to switch. I'll want to try it out and see if it works for me. But I think over time, it could be the new normal, an ecosystem on Android that doesn't rely on Google. Okay, guys, so that's been it. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Uh, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out on Twitter. If you have any suggestions, any comments, anything, feel free to share this episode with everyone who wants to listen to such content. Uh, and hopefully we can get to be doing this a lot more with articles and with thoughts or ideas because with Anka, I can simply record from the phone and edit it from the phone and upload it, which is much easier than with... Uh, soundcloud thank you very much for listening and see you next time i upload